0: Hey guys, this is Gail Kim from Impact Wrestling and you are listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for uh, tuning back in to another episode of 8-Bit Suplex. We got a real fun one for you on the uh, ticket here today. Uh, joining me uh, always, of course, and introducing first, before our special guest, Sandy Gaviria. Sandy, how are you?
0: I'm good. How are you, Josh?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, we're packing up hey. the house, uh, getting ready to put it on the market here. So uh, oh. lots of lots of elbow grease and uh, lots of, uh, you know, when uh, you, I don't know if you are familiar with this, you probably aren't, but if you try and pack a house with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, uh, they unpack a lot of what you're packing, <laughs> so it can be a little bit I of a struggle.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. I was like, you brave soul. You have two children, and you're doing this? Oh, my God. I could, I, I can barely do it, just me and my cats, and uh, you're over here tackling with a, a whole family.
1: Well, you know, your, hey. your cats are very needy, Sandy. Uh, as They're our, what? I as, said your cats are a little needy, so, I mean, I get it.
0: <laughs> They're so needy.
1: <laughs> so, but someone who's, uh, you know uh, – doesn't really care about your cats yet because he hasn't met them yet. I'm sure he'll meet them on this call. And that's uh, our special guest, uh, Mr. Floyd. How are you doing, Floyd?
2: I am doing great. Thank you for having me this evening.
1: I love any chance I get to talk because I like to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Floyd in the house.
1: (laughs) We are right there with you, of course. uh, Floyd, as you guys, if you're tuning into this, you know, Floyd is from all things elite here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network which we are, of course, part of as well. Um, And uh, Floyd, you know, I I had asked you originally just to kind of come in and do the video game spot, and I just kind of threw out that. I was like, hey, if you want to do the impact, uh, you can do the impact as well, and and here you are. So uh, I got to ask you, uh, how much uh, TNA impact uh, have you watched in the past? So, okay. Uh,
2: My impact history is crazy. Like, when it first started, pay-per-views, I was pretty diehard. Uh, I've actually sent out a picture. I was at like episode uh, 47 or something on uh, that was in Nashville. I was in okay. like the front row cheering everybody on, and I was pretty diehard for the first three or four years of Impact. Kind of faded away. Then when Aces and Eights came, uh, that uh, I, when Aces and Eights came, uh, it brought me back to it. And just had different spikes. It, it it comes and goes with it. When Drew McIntyre came to Impact, I was into it again for like sure. another year. So it, 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 because of the channel changes, the many, many different channel changes, I do fade in and out of it. So
0: It's so uh, hard to follow them when we don't know when what channel they're going to be on, what night, what time. And it's like, get your shit together.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I understand and
0: it, it's not necessarily their fault, you know. And then last
2: year, AEW get gutted the roster, unfortunately. Uh, So, like, literally every... every, Like, I had been pretty pretty consistent for up until... Then they took all my favorite acts. I mean, uh, uh, my favorite tag... Two of my favorite tag teams are Proud and Powerful or LAX at the time. Mm -hmm. And then the Lucha Bros. And then... They were both gone, and then I love Brian Cage, and then he was gone. It was uh, like literally they gutted the roster of the X that I like. So I was like,
0: "Damn, I didn't even know the Luther Brothers were wrestling on Impact."
2: Yeah, uh, them and uh, them and uh, LAX put on two like amazing tag matches. I think they hit five stars on the Melter scale. They yeah, just, I think that
1: was that uh, that Metal Mayhem one, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, and they they like you would have thought they really didn't like each other cause they went hard and it was amazing. And they had a great, they had a great run uh, together in a, in that group. And of course I became more fi- uh, familiar with Pentagon when he won the impact title from uh, Austin Aries. So it sure. was just, yeah. So then like, it was like first Aries loses his title and then he's done. And I was a big Austin Aries fan. Uh, and then, then slowly, I thought they had the best tag team division in the world and then it went away and then <laughs> so like right now it's like their the, the women's division to me is the best in the world still like currently women's division their focus on the women's roster is bar none in uh wrestling so i i always commend them on that
1: yeah i think uh sandy and i definitely agree on that point We've, we love the women's division and impact um you know we certainly uh you know we 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 tend to say uh you know in, in North America that's absolutely the case uh, neither one of us watches enough uh, stardom or or anything uh out east to uh to really comment further on that and we don't uh we don't want to uh bring the wrath of uh, Dr. Joshi towards us, Floyd, if you, if you know what Absolutely. I mean.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I wanted to get to stardom early this year, but there's just not enough hours in the week. There's too much wrestling available yeah. right now. I love
1: uh, it. W- 100% agreed. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just too much. It's like, it's like, oh, I want to watch. and like, I really want to watch Impact. And then Dark went from being like 30 minutes to an hour to being like a two and a half hour show every Tuesday night. So, I watched that for my week. So, you're looking at Dark, uh, Dynamite, you know, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. So, anything I add after that is just like,
1: I hate (laughs) myself, apparently.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: no, uh, dude, I'm with you there um, for sure. And right now, I mean, Impact and AEW are kind of the two that I kind of focus on the most. Uh, and there's so much of, uh, okay. I think, what goes on in Raw and SmackDown uh, that you can just kind of follow along on Twitter. Um, and the, the, it seems to me that Raw is having trouble filling three hours every week. Um, but, you know, I don't I, I think
2: don't anyone wants to watch, sit down every week and watch three hours consecutive of wrestling. I don't. I Even if AEW did, I don't think it can be done right. It's It'd be very too difficult. Long, it's too much of a commitment every week to watch it's
0: almost half a work day like no i'll put it on the background <laughs> right. i'll still do what i need to do listen like if i see or hear something that's interesting happening then i can focus on that for a good 5 10 15 minutes but they cannot honestly believe people are sitting down for the full three hours watching and listening to everything that's insane
2: <laughs> yeah back in the late I and mean, when back in the wcw time with nitro it was just like you didn't have that many viewing options, but now with Netflix, Hulu, you know HBO Max, Disney Plus, nothing's gonna keep your attention for
1: that long. No. No. And and you know, funny that you mentioned Disney Plus because I do want to give a shout out to, to uh, Sasha Banks for a, a pretty good guest spot on The Mandalorian this week. Uh, definitely check it oh, out if you haven't, haven't seen have... it yet. Yeah,
2: it was it was really mm-hmm. fun. I won't spoil anything, but it was a shorter episode, but it was a pretty action packed awesome short
1: episode uh dude it was yeah I, sandy uh we won't say anything further but but definitely go watch it don't um be but I, I will say that, that sasha is in it a lot more than i thought she was going to be um and was pretty good
0: awesome.
1: so um but with that i think uh we can go ahead uh and uh, get started here with uh this week's impact
0: let's do it
1: Excited. all right sandy why don't you uh kick us off here with this opening match
0: Opening match. Let me pull up my notes. One... <laughs> <laughs> oh, opening match on this week's Impact, which I may say was such a fun watch. I know we usually go over that in the end of the uh, when we kind of finish talking about the matches, but I had such a blast watching it. It was, it was go go go. There was no lulls. There was, I, I didn't, I didn't think there were any unnecessary uh, segments or matches or moments. It flowed so well, and it kind of it kept my eyes glued to the show for the entire time, and I, I loved it. But we start out with Tanil and Madison against Nevaeh and Havoc, women's tag team match. Um, this, to me, it was it was there to tell a story, right? Last week, we saw on the um, locker room talk, we kind of got, what what's the word? We got bamboozled into thinking that <laughs> Tanil and Jordan Grace were going to be tag team partners for the tournament coming up, and instead it was Madison Rain and Tanil. And you know, the story here is that hey, that was the wrong choice. It did not work. This match was here to tell the story that, you know, Tanil and Madison just weren't clicking, they weren't trusting each other. Tanil was barely in there. She was just kind of letting Madison Rain take take everything, take the heat, not really caring too much. And ultimately, of course, Nivea and Havoc did get the win. It was a good match, I thought. It definitely made Havoc and Nivea seem strong um, working together as a team. Yeah. And then I like the story of the fallout between Madison and Tanil after just oh, their first and last match to working as a tag team.
1: Yeah, it's the old the old one and done. Uh, you know, I've had a few of those in my life uh, as far as uh, dates being unsuccessful. I won't say anything further than that. Oh, like, I'm not, not, no, 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 not going to. Family show here, Sandy. Family show here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Floyd, uh, were you expecting to see a Tombstone pile Piledriver uh, when you tuned into Impact? And did you expect it further to be from Havoc? I did not. So I did not expect either of
2: those things, <laughs> and it's funny because you took the thought right out of my mouth. That was actually going to be my statement. It was like, man, that was an awesome tombstone <laughs> the match, and it just yeah. kind of came out of nowhere, and it was very definitive win. And you know, her partner didn't try to get in, <laughs> Just like whatever, <laughs> like just right. let That's her nice. lose, <laughs> and it was like, I was like, it's pretty cool. Uh, best thing I know is just, the, I honestly, the quality of the women's division. Like I said, I can't compare it to around the world and stardom or anything like that. But it was just like this kind of basic, exciting tag team match with a higher quality than you'll see on any other American program. And I just love that about it.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought this match was really good. Uh, it like it did two things. Like Sandy mentioned, it set up the, the tension of how hard it is to work with Taneil Dashwood, which we all re- already know because it is yep. all about, it's all about her. <laughs> all about so. her. She'll tell you. It's it's it heard the word me is written on her trunks. I mean, come on, um, but yeah, no. And then the other thing was it did make Havoc and Nevea look like uh, kind of you know some a powerhouse tag team uh, force to be reckoned with uh, when they've kind of had some losses uh, kind of going back, so it kind of reduces them a little bit for the tag team tournament that'll happen. Uh, I think it starts next Tuesday, um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, you know, uh, from there we go right into a a good brothers, uh, backstage moment. Uh, Floyd, uh, you you have any uh, thoughts about what you're seeing out of the, the promo work of the good brothers here?
2: I it's, it's, it's more natural. Uh, it's more, you can tell that they're, they're more in charge of what they actually say. And this is just coming, you know, me that jumps in and out of impact. Uh, it just seems like, you know, Now they're, they were just like happy to be here the last time I watched them. And now they have a singular focus of being the tag team champions. And I just like, it comes off very much more serious than they do, but still keeping their light, good brother in nature.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I like their backstage stuff and, and, you know, they're, they're, uh, there was a shoot slap that, uh, that Carl gives to, uh, Ethan page. I don't remember if it was this segment or a later segment, that I I was like, Jesus, I, I mean, he literally hit the taste out of the guy's mouth.
2: Yes, yes, I I, I remember that. And I'm like, I kind of, I'm in my chair, and I kind of jump a little bit, like, <laughs> dude. I'm like, yeah, let's go.
1: Uh, Strong style right moments. there. Yeah, yeah
0: during yeah. the main event between that, like, say, oh, we'll, we'll get there, but there were a few moments that had me feeling like that. I literally had to stop and be like, oh, Oh my God. He, like, I was like. In shock. <laughs> but we'll get to that one. We'll get to
1: that one. Yeah, we'll get to that one. And not to jump ahead because, uh, as Sandy can tell you, Floyd, uh, we're going to get into my personal favorite uh, segments uh, here on Impact Wrestling. And that's, uh, you know, my very best friend, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, you know, Floyd, it's an absolute fact that Tommy Dreamer sent me a Twitter message once, a, d- a DM on really? Twitter. Really? Yep. Out of the blue. Out of the <laughs> blue. I, I, of I the literally. Fight. I tweeted and I, I think I tagged him and then he just he didn't reply to my tweet he just decided to go poof right to the direct message because we're just good friends that's just the way it is. That's awesome. Tommy Dreamer <laughs> put everyone over, so you're probably gonna get signed soon. Well, you know, uh, I'll have to uh, work with Josh Number One on uh, getting some wrestling lessons, or uh, you know, or even you know, Sandy's got a pretty good in uh, with the with the uh, Lethal Academy. Uh, so I, uh, cause I don't know if you, Floyd, I don't know if you were aware, but Sandy actually trains with, uh, Jay Lethal.
2: Oh, that's awesome. How do oh, you, yeah. how, how are you liking that?
0: Floyd, I can't believe it. You have got to come to one of my matches. I've only had two. I'm no pro or anything, <laughs> but you have to come check it out. Tampa Bay pro wrestling.
2: Okay. Well, the next time I'm in Tampa Bay, I will definitely do that. Well, I was supposed
0: wait, to be there. Wait, where
1: are you? I'm in Oklahoma. my god we're bridging gaps here we're we're, we're just bringing people together yes
0: (laughs) right this is awesome but you know what the good
1: thing is though sandy and and i'll give you your plug here is that floyd can actually go onto the fight tv app and search for tampa bay pro wrestling and he can find both of your matches on there i will go to the fight tv app and watch the match And 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 i will say this too um sandy has wrestled uh the two batches that she had were both people that appeared on the two major promotions. So,
0: yes.
1: so Sandy's really? first match was against, uh, I, what's her name that she used in, in AEW? Is it Katarina?
0: Catalina Perez. Catalina yes. Perez.
1: Okay. Uh, we know her as the queen pin, of course, locally. Um, And then Sandy's second match was against Brandy Lauren. Oh, cool.
0: Yes. Is
1: that
2: the one that she's with Joey? Yeah, with Joey that- Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's
1: so. all. Just you mean Joey
0: is with her. <laughs>
1: like, I, I, yes. You know what? So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm like, I don't right. know how that works.
0: You're right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, both girls graduate from uh, Lethal's um, Academy here in Tampa Bay. And, man, I can't say anything bad about that man. He is one of the best coaches and best people I've ever met in my life. And But, yeah, that's our plug. Fight TV, Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling. Hopefully, Flo, you can make it out to a match in Tampa sometime. Maybe next year. Yeah, there We're was Mania a Mania here, right? Yeah, Mania, I, I was Mania supposed time. to
2: be there for Mania. Yeah, uh, I was uh, supposed to be there and didn't work out. But uh, yeah, uh, for about a year of my wrestling life, Jay Lethal was my favorite wrestler. Like I made sure
1: I watched everything he was on. Yeah, I'll tell you this much: uh, seeing I Jay Lethal on TV and then seeing him at a local rec center—it's—it's—it um, kind of blows your mind, uh, truthfully. Um, because I saw I was at Sandy's debut match, and then Jay Lethal I think was in the main event that night. Um, mm-hmm. Is that right with uh, with with Snoop Strikes and um, oh who was the champion Frick. at the time? Right, yeah, Frick. Um, really good match. Uh, definitely watch that whole card, Floyd, uh, when you get the chance. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, maybe not the whole card, but definitely Sandy in the main event. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but back to back to my best friend and yours. Tommy Dreamer, uh, he's uh, donned the uh, the cap and the uh, shawl. Uh, is that a shawl? I don't know what the proper word is here, but it, you know he's dressed up as Sherlock Holmes. Um, you know he's doing his uh, investigating. Uh, we call these uh, the Dreamer files, Floyd. Uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy gets himself over as much as he gets anybody else over, uh, and and he definitely does a good job in these comedy spots. Uh, if you ask me,
2: it was my favorite part of the show. Like. <laughs> Without a doubt, the the questions and the replies and him looking like I got you, the gotcha moments. It, it was the favorite part of the show. It's like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna watch next week
1: just because I want
2: to see how this turns out.
1: I did. That's awesome. That was great. Yeah. No. Him, especially when we get to the later ones with uh, with Father John Mitchell. I thought it was just the the back and forth there was just hilarious. Um. I and I really I I genuinely enjoy. When uh, when professional wrestling takes a step back and doesn't take itself hundred percent serious all the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the Excuse thing me. about thing about Impact is they uh, definitely present their own style of professional wrestling. You really can't compare them to anyone else because they do their thing and then they're, they yeah. they stay in their lane and they're like, okay, we're not trying to be this. We're not trying to be that. And with this whole segment, honestly, I don't think it works anywhere else. But they treat it, even though it's funny, they still treat it with seriousness. So you know there is a uh, you know there's an end game. So yeah. they, like I said, I, I came in not knowing a lot about it and I'm like by the end of the episode I'm super intrigued and like, okay, I need to know who shot this guy. <laughs> right,
0: That's exactly. such an awesome perspective from someone who's not regularly watching Impact like we are. That to see that this is an, an impactful uh, segment and storyline, you know, we actually when we first started watching wrestling, they were doing the Wrestle House comedy segments. That was my favorite part of the show, and I really wouldn't think it to be that way because you know I love New Japan, I love aggressive, hard hitting, hard style, make it more, make it look more like a fight wrestling. So I, so when I first started, I was like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> and now it's become one of my favorite parts of uh, of Impact. It's really funny and like like you mentioned, it is true. They do go. They have a plan. They will execute the plan. They'll go through with it. So it's not just wasted time comedy for the sake of comedy. You know they have a an end point and end plan.
2: Yeah, yeah like yep. I said, it just I'm genuinely excited to know what happens. I mean, it could be the biggest dud ever, but I don't won't feel like my time's wasted because I know that's where it was going from the beginning. There wasn't like a meeting twenty seconds before the show. Hey. Okay, mm-hmm. this guy did it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Scott DeMore and Don Callis definitely knew who was doing it the, the whole time. Uh, they know who's done it, and everyone's operating that way. Um, but I don't know. Any uh, any predictions uh, at this point? Uh, it doesn't look like Father John Mitchell is, is the, uh, the murderer or the attempted murderer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I don't
2: I'm, think he would hide. I feel like Father John is the... the he would like if he killed someone, he'd let everyone know that he did it.
1: Yeah, and you know he does make the point that he wouldn't have wasted all that virginal blood, uh, which is uh, a phrase that is used far too often, in my opinion, on Impact. But here we are. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but Sandy, uh, you got any predictions? Uh, we're probably about halfway through uh, Tommy's uh, investigation, uh, if I had to guess. Uh, any I any have ideas? No
0: idea. No clue whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Floyd, what do you What Do you think You think there's any... Uh, maybe the old switcheroo, or you know, maybe Tommy's the one who shot him. Maybe he shot himself. I,
2: I don't know. It, it, my first thought when I, I saw the original segment was, he shot himself somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought, like, not knowing anything. He, I was like, it's going to turn out he shot himself, but... Yeah, from the uh, from the segments going forward, I've gotten a lot of laughs, but I haven't really narrowed it down to anyone yet.
1: Yeah, me neither. And you know, we'll see. Uh, he hasn't uh, interrogated uh, really Rosemary entirely yet. Um, and he, you know, so uh, listen, I trust I trust that Tommy's going to be thorough. I trust that he's going to be fair. I trust that he's going to get down to the bottom of it. And you know, that's what's going to keep me tuning in uh, above and beyond also having a, a podcast application. So. <laughs>
2: Pretty sure he's oh, gonna just—he's go. just gonna message you the answer before, so just don't spoil it. I won't, I promise.
1: Yeah, I, I promise. promise. No, that's a great point out of you, Floyd. Yeah, uh, listen, Tommy and I—we trade ideas back and forth. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the next match uh, in this one, uh, I was—I was, uh, was kind of looking forward to quite a bit here. Uh, but this one here is the uh, X Division Championship match. Uh, kind of interesting to have uh, an impact. will do this uh, recently a lot, Floyd, where they'll just throw out their uh, title matches anywhere in the card. Um, th- so having a title match, uh, no- go number two here is not out of bounds for them. They had the world championship match lead off of a show once. Um, so I uh, interesting placement on the card, but I thought it was a pretty good match.
2: Yeah. I'm a big TJP fan. Um, just uh, always, I always knew his wrestling, uh, his wrestling was great, but, you know, when he started adding that, you know, the cocky attitude to everything he does in his submission style, it, um, from what I saw, it really improved him. So I was, when I saw that he was in this match against Raheem, I was like, okay, this is going to be a really good match, and, you know, they did the, they did the step. Where he can't ever defend against them again, which that's how I always think the steps should be. I never think it should be like you can never defend the title again. And I was like, right, just as long as he's champ, it makes sense. It, you know, if you want to put TJP out of that division for a second, as long as Rohit's champ, it's great. I love this match. I really did. I really, like really got into the match because I, I was like, man, TJP is gonna tap him out. And Rohit, man, dude, is so sneaky, and he does it in a way that it's almost it doesn't make the ref look stupid. True. So True. That, it, it does it in a way, and it was like, oh, you were looking that way. I did this, and you know, hit him with the knee. It was it was great. It was a great match. I really did. I'm like, great television match. Uh, you know, I I had no like no real bad critiques about the match. I thought it flowed really well.
1: Yeah, I liked it quite a bit, too. And, and Sandy, uh, this is your boy, Rohit, getting another defense.
0: My man. So, Floyd, I'm actually <laughs> a huge Rohit Raju fan. Ever since, like, I was just, I discovered him by doing this podcast because I really wasn't watching Impact Wrestling either. And I'm like, oh, my God, they have such great guys here. And this man is one of them that I'm like, why isn't he, like, the champion of every everything in the world right now? <laughs> I love him.
2: Yeah, and he has oh, so he much have he has a charisma that, yes. in it's, everything that he does, that everything. you you believe everything that he does, and it's just it's like even when he's on it, you want to look at him on the screen, and even when like he's in the ring with TJP, and you're like, what is he gonna do next? So I can definitely see what you're talking about there.
0: Hell yeah, and even as a despicable heel, that's just doing sneaky shit right after the other, like him Like, every single match he's had as a champion, and even the way he won it, even the way he got the match to happen so that he was able to win the title was all sneaky, manipulation, typical heel perfect, just mwah, chef's kiss, heel perfect, perfection, right? Yeah. And even though, you know, he does a good job of that character, I feel like it's so hard to hate him. Like, I hate him as a heel, but man, just his work, knowing him, what he has to do to get people to dislike him, I'm like I am completely in love with him.
1: <laughs> he's yeah, he's probably the best uh, you know, probably current chicken shit heel that I can think of. Um and, and, and or next at least on TV, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, but MJF is also a little bit more of a powerhouse, a little bit more of a with the with the exception yeah. of the with you know, using the uh the ring, uh when he doesn't do that, he's a little bit uh more of a uh, strength-based wrestler. And can really overpower guys, and he just kind of cheats unnecessarily, just to cheat. But I feel like Rohit really sells that he kind of has to do it.
0: Has to, yeah. You
1: know, you know, totally. by hook or by crook, right? So yeah, uh, definitely. So I you know, really good match. I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Um, and I thought too, like after after the, the low blow, that Shining Wizard was pretty awesome. I mean, he hit that thing pretty flush. Um, Looks great. Both guys are awesome. I mean, it just is right it is. But uh moving on from that, we get to move into uh one of uh my least favorite storylines uh currently in Impact. And we do try to keep it positive, so I'll keep my comments uh you know kind of minimal here. Um but the uh the wad of cash that was stolen from Hernandez by Falabah to pay for Johnny Bravo's wedding that Fallaba decided to keep, uh is now been stolen by Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. And uh, I just kind of am ready for them to just kind of wrap up this uh, want of money story.
0: (laughs) You know what? I was like, I was feeling like that at first because first of all, okay, we, we came into doing this podcast and getting really into impact when Hernandez had it he was just doing the arm wrestling for the money, I guess. Right. And then somehow it's, it's kind of possessed a um, by uh, like, like the ring from from the Lord of the Rings, how Gollum was like, my precious. I feel like that's kind of what he's doing now. He keeps holding it and just like rubbing it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so here. It gives me power. It gives me energy. And now it's been stolen. I'm actually kind of intrigued by the, like my, my interest completely dipped. And I was like, okay, let's get it over with. Now it's, hey, it's peaking again. Now that it's been stolen by Kiera, uh Hogan and Sasha Steele. And the way they did it too was so comical to me. I was watching that whole segment. And I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? For a moment, I didn't even realize that Tasha was stealing the wad of money, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then now <laughs> my interest is peaked again. So <laughs> if too. I ever
1: if I ever if I ever need to steal a wad of cash from Sandy, I just need someone else to distract her and have her look the other way. Uh, that's what oh, I got out of yeah. that.
0: <laughs> well, I thank you I, both,
2: because you gave me color on a segment I had no <laughs> clue what was going on. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, you were probably like, what I don't even.
2: Yeah, like, I don't even know what they're doing. And I was like, uh... Floyd, okay. this
1: is this is, like... I mean, this water cast has been part of storylines going back almost all the way to Slammiversary. Uh, wow. Yeah, so this is, like, a really long-threaded storyline, because originally... <laughs> Uh, Heath had stolen the wad of cash from Hernandez to pay for more commercials to air during impact for his oh, campaign right. hashtag Heath for impact. So it's, and of course he decided to charge up his credit cards because he figured he'd use the cash later. And then of course he winds up getting the cash stolen and then, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, it's, it's literally, I mean, I, we're going on like two and a half months of this wad of cash uh, being a storyline. Uh, okay. Gonna I was gonna saying-
0: the ring. It's just been traveling all over. Everyone wants it. It's been stolen. It's been searched for. It's given Falab weirdness and powers and something. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, One thing I can say just from the initial, I am very much a fan of Kira Hogan on the mic. Uh, Yes. Yes. yes, She is... uh, like I like I hadn't seen her in months, but her talk is just so much more uh, like confident and charismatic, and and you can you could hear the deception in her voice, but I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know they were, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> So, when you said you missed it, I'm like, yeah, I missed it too. I have no idea what happened in this episode.
1: So, okay, a lot of cash. Funny. Okay, cool. All yeah, right. so, now, uh, yeah, now
0: we know. Now, now you're up to date.
1: <laughs> yeah, now you're up to date on the on the Fall of the Money uh, storyline there. And there were some some thoughts because uh, Hernandez thought that Johnny Bravo had the money. So, they, there were some accusations of, well, maybe Hernandez shot Johnny Bravo because of the money. And I just, you know, who knows, uh, but we'll keep an eye on both of those things. They might be, they might be related. Um, but uh, we get a preview here from the tag team division. Uh, we get a one-on-one match between uh, Team Triple XL's AC Romero and the Motor City Machine Gun's Chris Saban. Uh, you know, I this is, I think, the first match, Sandy, that since we started doing this podcast, uh, where we really got to see a lot of AC Romero uh, just kind of working. And, uh, man, I got to tell you something. I really enjoyed this match. I thought oh, the hits were hard. I thought right. there was a lot of a lot of effort out of yeah. both guys.
0: 100%. Dude, I think this was my favorite match of the night. AC Romero looked fantastic. And, like, I rolled my eyes when I saw them come out. I was like, oh, here we go. You know, big man, little man storyline. You know, the same old, same old. I think we've talked about this before where I'm yeah. not the biggest fan because it's always done the same way. But, man, Ac Romero or yeah, Ac Romero can he can move the man can bump the man can run the man is agile for his size it's crazy and of course we have Chris Sabin he's of course one of the greatest he I feel like he could get a great match from just about anyone but that's not to take anything away from Romero he yeah. man that match they both looked absolutely fantastic now of course Chris Sabin does get the win and Larry D then attacks post match. That was the part I didn't like because I feel like AC alone comes off like such a likable babyface yeah. that I kind of wish he was a singles guy and making a babyface run rather than you know with Larry D. Yeah,
1: Nothing Turning matters. that t- turn that team heel is kind of I guess they're running light on on heel tag teams um, and they're going to be running light on the tag team division and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but Floyd, what was your reaction here to this match? Well, Team Triple
2: XL, since I am a Triple XL human, I do like their name. I like their—I didn't know that was a, really a thing. I like the gimmick. Uh, AC, the amount of effort he's put to lose weight,
0: and you—you
2: yes. you see it in his in-ring movement. He's much more agile. He kept up, you know, Chris Sabin's consummate professional in, in the game forever, and he—I mean—they put together a really good match there. Very much highlighted AC's strengths and it booked, they booked Chris Strong. and I thought the him getting jumped afterwards was the catalyst for what happens later when he has to go find help. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely like that part.
0: Yep, I thought the consistency was, with when it comes to the programming and impact, you know, they, they follow through and then things are things make sense, unlike you know the big E where sometimes just things happen for no reason or they do happen. And it's just, why you're just left confused. Like, like exactly like you said, Floyd, this kind of sets up Chris savings. Like, Hey, I keep getting attacked. Now I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> I need, I need someone while well, Alex Shelley is out.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: It makes it, it. It makes it. Yeah.
1: It did. And, and we'll get to that scene. Uh, but that, that spot uh, definitely made me uh chuckle quite a bit when, when he was at the bar, um, but before we do that, we already touched on uh, the uh, the Tommy Dreamer stuff pretty heavy, so we'll skip over mentioning that again, um, just because we already talked about the father John Mitchell stuff, which I think is in this segment here. Um, and we also have uh, Chris Bay backstage talking to Sammy Callahan uh, about. Gosh, I'm so uh, kind sorry
0: of, to interrupt.
1: Yes, what did but I miss? The
0: Rascals departing Impact, the Treehouse segment. Oh, did I, did I miss that? Oh, my gosh, yes. We have I, to talk I didn't about write it. that down. <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. Yeah, I, I guess I forgot to write that down. Uh, yeah, the Treehouse segment. you sad. I understand. I am sad. I am sad. And, and you know, this was a, a talk in our group chat uh, a little bit the other day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Rascals, uh, all three of them, leaving Impact Wrestling uh, after next Tuesday, really sad. A real big staple of the tag team uh, division here. Trey Miguel's been a staple of the X division. We've talked about on this podcast before that anytime you need someone to just go and do a match, you could just send out the rascals or you could send out Trey Miguel or you know, just you know, anytime you needed someone to go and have a good match, those guys are all there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I think uh the word on the street is they're gonna be going to uh, the big E. Um but not necessarily where I would like to see them. I I would prefer to see them in a tag division that you know actually values tag team wrestling like Impact did and like AEW does. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sandy, you're you're a big uh, you're a big Des fan. Sad I
0: am. I was super sad, super sad, especially seeing all three of them go. You know, you can definitely see these guys being top stars as a trio. You know, uh, as a tag team, no matter what variation you do, as single stars, I mean, they are, they deserve to be somewhere that's going to give them that that audience and that that big paycheck. <laughs> right. We all, I mean, this is all this is also a job. You know, we want to do what we what we love for a living, and you know, it, you gotta go where where you get the pay eventually. And these guys are so young; they gotta get that exposure out there. So if they are going to WWE, I mean congratulations i can see daz being the champion of everything in there um man i am i'm sad this is a huge loss for impact but on the on the positive side like we keep it positive here the way they're doing the de- departure absolutely beautiful you know yeah, it's like not negative it's not just like good luck on your future endeavors you know it's not just bye or no explanation, you know, they, they're leaving with their, with their tree house being evicted, which I thought was so cute. That doesn't know what convicted and evicted the difference was, <laughs> you know, they're in their tree house, which is their staple. They're leaving together. They're doing a big blow off. Hopefully. Uh, I know, I think we actually will see that next week and it's just, it's really sad, but I love the way they're going about it.
2: Yeah. It's, I was going to say, Uh, when impact, when people leave impact, it, they do it in the most creative ways. And the fact that in this case, this team that has literally been there and they've gotten their, uh, they've gotten their fan base, but they take a lot of losses, unfortunately. And they don't, I don't think they've ever won the tag belts, uh, there, correct? Yeah. so So it's like, You know, they've done, you know, they have been a staple of Impact for the last couple of years, and Fresh Prince of Midair is, uh, like, the best name ever. (laughs) 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 Like, best name ever. And and so, it's it's very cool that they're giving them, you know, hey, they're giving them a match, and then they're going to, you know, highlight themselves on the way out. I do wish them the best in WWE. I always wish everyone the best in WWE. I hope their experiences are different than any, you know, other people's that I've seen. I just like, you know, but, you know, I, I look at them and I'm like, okay, little guys, probably not going to get pushed, but hey, you know what? Get paid. Nothing wrong with getting paid. You know, right. and they're still young enough to, after they get paid, if they want to, you know, go elsewhere that, you know, they can still have long careers where they get Maybe more pushed in it, but I do wish them the best in the WWE. I got a funny Zachary Wentz. Well, not funny Zachary Wentz. Interesting Zachary Wentz. The, me and uh, he actually used my CBS account to watch Cleveland <laughs> Browns football.
1: Interesting.
2: Yes, cause uh, oh. yeah, it was about a year ago. He was in an area. He was out of out of state, and he couldn't. They didn't have the Cleveland Browns game locally. And uh, I have NFL Sunday Ticket, so I have access to every game. So sure. I gave him my. Uh, I, I actually, he I couldn't watch the local game because you have to have CBS All Access. I sent him my creds on Twitter so he could watch it.
0: That's, <laughs> That's awesome. pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> I, that is that is pretty great. Uh, and you know, You're so
0: and, generous.
1: And I I you know I, I when I say I don't want them to go to WWE. It's merely just a, a selfish, uh, you know, what matches I want to see kind of thing. Uh, but now that I'm thinking about it, uh, if they wind up going to NXT first, which they probably will, um, you could see the Rascals and Undisputed Era. You could see the Rascals and uh, uh, Oney Larkin and Danny Burch. So, you know, uh, maybe Mustache <laughs> Mountain at some point.
2: So de Lagato <laughs> or Dale. I don't know yep. how to say their name because, yeah, you know, they have a three man uh, small person trio. They that do? would be great, you know, with uh Trey or Dez going after the uh,
1: going after the two oh five live idol. Yeah. Right. So They're yeah. Gonna I mean, They're
0: gonna kill it everywhere. I'll so we'll see for what them. happens.
1: I mentioned this in the group chat, you know, I, I it's interesting that Wentz is going to WWE just because his his wife had such a horrible time there. Um but listen, he's he's at a different spot in his career, I think, than she uh, was at the time. So you know, and you know, and she's an impact now. So it's kind of interesting to to kind of see how they kind of are, are flip flopping places there. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, you know, wish the best of the rascals, and we'll get to talk about them on this podcast uh, at least one more time uh, next week. Um, oh. Which we'll go ahead and just say is uh, it's going to be Desmond Wentz versus Trey Miguel and Rich Swan. Um, which I thought was a, a pretty cool, uh, pretty good, uh, match to go out on next week. Um, but before oh, yeah. we get there, we do have, uh, Chris Bay backstage collaborating with Sammy Callahan. Um, and then we have a match between Chris Bay and Eddie Edwards. I thought this was a pretty good match. Chris Bay does a lot of the choreograph stuff. So if you like those really good choreographed spots that really showcase athleticism, Chris Bay is your type of guy. Um, eventually leads to uh, Eddie Edwards kind of uh, dodging uh, an attack and then kind of counter uh, pinning him, um, which I thought was an interesting way to finish that match. Uh, And, of course, we get a post-match confrontation. Um, Really kind of, uh, you know, it was there. It was a match. It was pretty good work. uh, And then I thought it kind of uh, ended abruptly, and then it was kind of strange after that.
2: Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like I'm watching it and I was like the match ends and then they they got Ken Shamrock coming out to attack people and then you had Chris Bay hitting everyone with the chair and then right. they're kind of standing there and I'm like are they a group? <laughs> I'm like
1: Is Yeah, that so Bay Sammy in- Callahan and Ken Shamrock have been kind of buddy buddy for for a while yeah. uh, going back to Slam and um and then yeah the the introduction of Chris Bay to that to make that trio And then to have Rich come out and save Eddie, uh, but only momentarily, and then to have the Rascals come out and clean house, um, it was really, it just, you know, I don't know what else to say about it, really. I don't know. Sandy, you got anything to add there?
0: No, it was there. I I like the fact that, you know, the Rascals came out for the win, because later on, we do see... Rich Swan, you know, being thankful and congratulating them. And then, of course, saying his goodbyes. And then that's how we get, you know, their matchup or their sendoff. So that ties in together nicely. But, yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly what happened, what Sammy Callahan has said to Chris Bay while he was trying to finesse the finesser. So we don't know what kind of deal they made there. That We don't know exactly. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to find out, you know, why Chris Bay has decided to build this alliance with Sammy Callahan. But right now there's a lot of questions. And it was just safe after safe after safe. You know, Rich Swan for the save, Ken for the save, You know, they're, they're best friends. And, you know, just lots, lots, lots of moving parts, lots going on. But I think we'll get to understand more about this story uh, later on.
1: Yeah, you know, we do have a, a turning point match that we'll preview uh, with Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan. So that may be, you know, just all to lead us to that. Um, but it was nonetheless a little messy. Um, but that's all right. Yeah. And then after that, we see backstage... Uh, Taneil Dashwood tries to get Caleb with a K to ask Jordan Grace to be her tag partner, and of course uh, Jordan Grace says that Taneil can ask herself, um, and then so she does after some prodding. And then Jordan says, "Okay, listen, you get a shot uh, to earn to, to earn me as a tag partner, essentially uh, at Turning Point. Uh, I think I think they're going to win at mm-hmm. Turning Point. And we'll get into that preview there, but an interesting little backstage segment uh, to kind of." Uh, Get over to uh, a, there was a string of backstage segments here at this point. Uh, we already talked about the Desmond Wentz uh, versus Train and Rich. Uh, and the next thing is uh, Deanna Perrazzo doing a backstage interview. Uh, Kimberly uh, kind of goes missing. And then uh, we, we seen, murdered. <laughs> we, we, I think she's dead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it very much seems like she got murdered. <laughs> yes uh where's where's tommy dreamer investigating that one i gotta send him a message
2: i think he's too scared i think he's too scared of sue to investigate that one and it was pretty obvious yeah. he did it it wasn't like she was eyeing oh, that's no. true yeah it's an open and shut
1: case open and shut case no need to waste tommy's time on that i get it right uh but yeah no it was uh it was an interesting backstage segment and they definitely are selling this uh you know sue young being uh otherworldly as they always do um but yeah, I I think uh I think Diana might be in for a hurting uh on Saturday night uh, at turning point.
0: I cannot wait for that match. It's gonna be great. And you know what with impact, I feel like they have too many of those, you know, dead, undead, creepy, underground, whatever the hell type of characters. The one that I feel is like the the most well suited for the show and and best executed is the one with too young. 100 percent you know the rosemary one i'm like whatever and crazy steve you know he has the whole i mean i guess it's not like the dead thing it's it's more like just crazy but i'm still like ah whatever too young to like hands down the best one they have there and i feel like they have too much so if anything they just need to keep her doing that
2: yeah and she has been like even when i was watching when she first debuted they have been the most consistent with her you know as far as How she doesn't go in and out of having powers. It doesn't like when she went to Suzy. There was a she literally had a you know a mental break and you know that was a different side of her character. So there was a reason she wasn't doing the mystical stuff. So when it comes back, it's like if you're a long-term fan, it doesn't seem out of place because they have been so consistent so long with it.
1: Yeah, no, and it's it's really good and and I, I think Young is an excellent worker too uh, and that really helps sell the character also. If you have this you know, undead character that can't work, um, then it just looks bad, right? I mean, but I think she does a really good job uh, and I, I'm excited for that match and we'll touch on it again briefly uh, as we kind of come up to there. Um, and then uh, you know, we do have, I didn't even think this, this match wasn't advertised at all um, and you know, when you see who mm-hmm. the competitors are, it kind of makes sense that it wasn't advertised. Uh, but we get Reno Scum, mm-hmm. uh, which is of course Adam Thornstow and Luster the Legend, against Crazy Steve and Falaba, a tag team that makes no sense, and they don't explain why they're tagging together ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a match. It was less than four it, minutes. It,
2: it, it yeah. happened. I honestly don't remember it. I can't even tell you who won. I know I watched it, but I don't remember who won. The only
1: spot that <laughs> oh, I remember. The only spot that I remember, I think, was Crazy Steve had his face put in Adam Thornstow's armpit. And I think that's about <laughs> the only – yeah, that's the only spot yeah. that I remember. But, yeah, no, Reno Scum does pick up the win. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's very inconsequential um, to anything else in the show. I think they just probably said, okay, let's do a short match to fill time. because um, yeah, As we know, these are kind of taped in advance, so they can kind of plug and play probably. They might have even had that match – for another episode, that they just figure they're just sticking here. Who knows how they kind of decide these things. Um,
0: I will say, I will say, I paid attention to the match. <laughs> Reno's come, They've become they've become a tag team that at first I was like, who the hell are these people? There's too much with their gear, their their haircuts, their tattoos, too distracting. But they are fantastic in the ring, and I love Falaba. Um Crazy yep. Steve, I'm kind of just like whatever about, but. I thought the comeback for Falap uh, oh God. I, I hope I'm saying the same right. <laughs> My accent comes out sometimes. I thought his comeback was fantastic. He's just in the ring doing the freaking mm, the palm strikes, which is right. what he does. So he looks like a freaking anime character almost to me. And um, he he's very quick in there. He you know he he went through all the match itself was I think was was very very well done. And of course we do see reno scum with the with the win after their I think this is their finishing move I didn't get the name of it it looked brutal so the, the buffer guy so I don't even know their names either <laughs> he goes behind him and kind of locks the legs of Fala uh, while he's on his belly in the ring and the other guy comes in from the, the second or the top rope and just kind of dives in while on onto the shoulder and the arm of uh of Fala and I was like oh my god that looked brutal like if he didn't let go of the arm in time, I feel like that could really cause some damage. So I was I was actually like kind of scared by that move, but I thought that was a brutal win and I thought uh, the comeback was amazing too. So I actually liked it.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, if you like it, you like it, you know. Yeah. I mean I, I I I don't remember much of it. I I I like Reno Scum's work when they just get in there and start working. Uh, they do definitely have that, uh, that eighties punk rock uh, ZBGB vibe, you know, like they got their thigh high doc Martins on the weekends and they're going to punk shows. is kind of what it feels like. Um, mm. And especially with, you know, Luster's uh, cheetah print, uh, Mohawk uh, buzzed hair uh, deal going on, uh, which my five-year-old is a huge fan of. He thinks that that guy looks so cool, um, which is, you know, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll have to talk about that, about how he can't go to school looking like that. Um, but yeah, no, it, you know, it, it happens they
0: can work and i feel like they always give it their all it doesn't matter like who they're facing you know how short or long the matches where in the car they are they man these are great workers Hopefully, yeah, they're mean, able to kind of advance and progress more and be able to show their work with some better opponents down the road yeah, or within I mean, the well, time they've division been around a long time
1: so i mean
0: oh shit that's right
1: yeah so who do knows you mean they're so new <laughs> i know yeah for <laughs> everyone to do i just, just
0: found out about them
1: <laughs> right exactly um but yeah so uh we we kind of uh buried the lead earlier but there is as uh chris sabin goes to the bar to uh find himself some help uh this this popped to me i really enjoyed this segment quite a bit um especially when sabin couldn't handle the beer because i get it there's some beers that are kind of gross uh but you know especially ones that are just labeled as cowboy beer um but, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know, Floyd. This uh, as a longtime TNA uh, Impact uh, observer at the very minimum. How did this yeah. make
2: you feel? Yeah, it definitely popped me. I love James Storm. Uh, uh, one of like in meet and greets that I've done, one of the always one of the nicest people. Uh, even in non meet and greet situations where you're just kind of in the same place, he just is always happy and nice. So I love James Storms was that part of him. And then as far as his work, you know uh you know eight second ride all the different moves he's done uh, i just i just loved it. america's most wanted beer money even when he was basically like a knockoff bray wyatt i've always enjoyed his character so i am looking forward to it and he's Him, uh, shredded
1: to a million pieces so i mean he's just dude, he's, he's always put in he's so much put,
2: work as he gotten older to even yeah. get more in shape I, I imagine he can't drink as much beer
1: as it comes off as he drinks and look <laughs> right. like he does. <laughs> I, I think you're probably right there. <laughs> but I mean, he was uh, he was most recently doing work uh, in NWA, and I believe his contract ran out, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Floyd?
2: I believe it did, because uh, they dropped the tag the uh, NWA tag belts at the last taping. Uh, to I guess it was. Sandow, the guy that Sandow and Kratos, so yeah, okay. I believe his contract's up. Well, a few, few NWA contracts have ended in the last month or so, and you've seen a lot of moving around there.
1: Yeah, and we might see another one show up here at some point. And, uh, that's Allison K. Of course, she did make a an AEW debut over the weekend as well, uh, so we'll keep an eye on where she goes. Uh, maybe she comes into uh, Impact. Um, Pinky's up. Then, yeah, Pinky's out. I listen. I, I did get to see Allison K. I think it was May on Classic 2. I got to see her wrestle a a couple times. Uh, And I've always been a fan of of anything uh, I've seen her. And uh, listen, if Impact wants to replenish some of those people leaving, uh, you know, NWA's roster is going to get more and more available. So uh, keep an eye on where those people go for sure. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So, Sandy, why uh, why don't you get us into this main event here?
0: I have to briefly mention uh, a wild moose sighting before we oh, get sure, to this map sure. <laughs> we have a, a doctor checking in on Willie Mack backstage uh, apparently he has a Bruce uh, was it Bruce Laryngitis? Or larynx. No? larynx. Laryng. what the hell, what's wrong with me <laughs> and right after being cleared like I like I said, I literally yelled this out loud I was at home watching this by myself I was like, a wild moose appears I've been playing way too much Pokemon Go <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was it was really quick. It was Willie Mac pretty much said no and said I oh, will see you at Turning Point. And then we the camera just kind of zooms in on Moose with his creepy smile. Now he's still wearing his suit. I'm glad he's kind of doing this this crazy kind of like EC3 was doing. EC3 totally got in the mind of Moose, so now he's doing this whole different persona, of controlling his own narrative. And yep. um, I'm excited for this one at Turning Point. But you'll you'll do the preview for us. And then, of course, we have the main event that we mentioned earlier. We have Josh Alexander. He comes out with Ethan Page, and he will be up against Carl Anderson, who, of course, comes out to Luke, uh, with Luke Gallows, uh the big LG. And, yeah, this match was hectic, hard-hitting. This is the one where earlier I mentioned there was a right hand from Alexander directly followed by a close by Anderson. Uh, my mouth, my jaw dropped. That right hook from Josh to Carl was directly in the freaking jaw. And I don't know how this man didn't get knocked out because it was brutal. And then immediately just, bah, oh, my God. I was watching this. and was like, oh, going like to get into a shoot fight here. But, no, it looked fantastic. What did you guys think?
2: I, I loved how physical the match was. Uh, Carl Anderson – is he's he's one of those people when in new japan when i like first started watching new japan which wasn't that long ago but he was there he was one of the people that caught my eye and how physical and how crisp everything he did was and then the walking weapon is pretty much kind of in the same mold they are very much take you know people that can execute in our wrestling and make it look as physical as possible so i really dug this match it very much ranked strong style to me. Uh, I, yeah, I had I enjoyed this match a lot. Same, oh, and
1: you know, in, in true uh, championship preview uh, form, of course it breaks down at the end. Um, these guys are gonna beat the absolute piss out of each other at Turning Point, and I'm very excited for that match. Um, but I yeah, no, so I know, really good main event to to close out the night. Uh, nice, crisp. Uh, fast-moving, uh, episode here. Um, looking forward to next week's episode where we start to do the Knockouts Tag Team Titles Tournament, um, and then of course also the Rascals and, and, uh, Rich Swan uh, doing their uh, little match there. Um, but before that, we gotta get to Turning Point, uh, which, if you're listening to this, uh, day of the release, it will be tonight, uh, on Fight TV or on Impact Plus. So, uh, We'll just kind of uh, do a quick rundown. We'll do quick predictions, um, and then we'll get on uh, with the rest of the show. Uh, but uh, first match here on the card, and this is one that was announced, I believe, on Impact's website, is Chris Sabin and James Storm uh, are going to kick this thing off against Team Triple XL. So yeah. I'm look, I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see this one right off the bat. Uh, we'll see how the the chemistry between Sabin and Storm looks um uh, i expect this one probably go uh you know eight to ten minutes and, and be a real hard-hitting affair uh, especially after uh you know saban gave ac those three ends of gearies in a row to get them uh, down for the bend um but yeah no i'm uh, excited for this one uh but i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say team triple xl picks up the win here boy what do you think
2: i I gotta go with my boy james storm Yeah, i gotta someone's gonna take a last call i uh, just man, it's just you you bring them in I wouldn't say, you know, just that nostalgia. You don't want him to lose. Right. <laughs> oh, so I think you, you give James Storm the win, and maybe Chris Saban and him get attacked after the match and to continue it going
1: forward. Okay. Sandy, what do you think?
0: I agree with you there. I feel like they can't have James Storm come in and then immediately losing, unless maybe it's by some, you know, they, they take him out somehow, and then he's, then he comes back with a vengeance and now you have a, a feud between those two, which would be great for team. Um, is it double or triple XO? Why did I already blank out? Triple XO. It, triple, XO. triple XO. <laughs> and then, you know, that that's great that it will have a, a storyline that feels a little bit more impactful, no pun intended, and, <laughs> and more meaningful in in, the, in their tag team run. So I feel, I feel like the longer this goes, the better it will be for them.
1: Yeah.
0: So... I, I don't
1: know. We'll see. We will see. And this is, uh, leads us to another match that was announced on impact.com. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Mr. Boston himself, Eddie Edwards, taking on Davari. Um, now, Davari made a return uh, in the Coggy Shark Island match at Bound for Glory. And so we'll now see him in one on one action with Eddie Edwards, uh, which is kind of interesting because uh, we haven't seen Davari at all since Bound for Glory. Um, but. It should be an interesting match. Uh, I'm going to say Eddie Edwards picks up the win um, just because uh, they haven't even had Divari on TV yet.
2: Yeah, this just seems like a enhancement
1: match in essence. So yeah. Boston knee yeah. party, match over. Agreed. Yeah, that's that was an easy one for us. Three, three for three. Um, <clears throat> we do have a defeat Rohit challenge promised. I don't know who is going to answer the call. Uh, we do know that TJP, of course, cannot answer the call. Uh, but outside of that, uh, who knows? We'll have to see. Um, but I think, uh, no matter Grace. what. Well, she's in the match already. Um, Dang it. She so I don't do think both. she. Yeah, well, she could. She could work uh, overtime.
0: <laughs> uh, but
1: I think, either way, uh, I think Rohit's uh, walking away from Turning Point with the X Division Championship. Absolutely.
0: Hell yes. My man.
1: So uh, the aforementioned Jordan Grace teams up with Taneil Dashwood in Danielle Dashwood's uh, quote-unquote tryout match. Um, and she, they're going to take on a, a pretty tough team here in Rosemary and Taya. Um, I think that uh, because they need to uh, lead to uh, the tag team tournaments here, I think Tanil and Jordan pick up the win.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see it going the other way. It wouldn't make a lot of sense uh going you know them losing so I'd see maybe we get some kind of distraction with Tommy Dreamer maybe trying to interview Rosemary during the middle of her match and costing <laughs> her the match. I just I'm just kind of spitballing here.
1: I'm like I'm not an expert. <laughs> well I will say this it that does not in, in the match description it does say uh meanwhile Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie look to tune up for the tournament while the shooting of Johnny Bravo weighs heavily on their minds. So you might be onto something there, Floyd. Yeah. There you go. Just a guess,
2: man. (laughs) I was was, was right. I wouldn't even pat myself on the back because I was just kind of throwing something out there.
1: (laughs) Sandy, are you going to go make it three for three here that uh, you think Danielle and Jordan pick up the win? Yes, sir. Uh, All right. Moving forward. Unless you got anything else to add there, uh, Sandy. Oh, no. Nope. Okay, cool. I'll let you predict this one first since uh, Floyd and I have been taking the tacking points there. Uh, but I'm, this next one is going to be an interesting match. It is Brian Myers, the most professional wrestler, taking on Swoggle. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Swaggle's
0: so, going to get
1: the win. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's not a uh, no DQ match. It looks like it's a regular rules match. Um, but yeah, I mean... Brother.
0: Rules, yeah,
1: so... You're gonna you're gonna say uh, swoggle
0: here, Sandy. Could you imagine? I can't. I, why would you have me predict this one first?
1: <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot. That's all.
0: No, man. I swear. To, I swear. If if Homeboy doesn't win, if uh, the most professional wrestler doesn't win, I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to uh, Impact. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs)
1: Floyd what are your thoughts on this match
2: I could see uh, Swaggle Having a lot of false finishes Trying to get you to believe he's going to win And then you know the most professional Wrestler does something Sneaky and pulls it out
1: Yeah I think I think it'll be One of those things where you know they're like Really Brian you had to cheat to beat Swaggle Like
0: and Mm -hmm. I feel
1: like that could linger And turn into a storyline Later on Uh, but I, I Think Brian Myers picks up the win
0: Five star match
1: Guaranteed. <laughs> At least. At least. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, there's a reason why we don't do star ratings on this show, Floyd, uh, just because uh, Impact has so much stuff that doesn't really fit that traditional uh, rating mold. Uh, I think this is definitely one of those ones where uh, you couldn't give it a star rating if you tried. Absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> uh, moving right along here, uh, we got a couple left on the card. It's a pretty big card. Um, but we do have... Uh, former uh, guest trainer of Sandy Moose taking on Willie Mack. Sandy, uh, you took some lessons from Moose. You think he uh, he's going to throw these uh, out and uh, take out Willie here?
0: Oh, I don't know. Willie Mack, man, he's one of my favorites. This is going to be, bit... I am very intrigued by this one because I know it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be fantastic. But I don't, I mean, we're we're trying to build a storyline with Moose. I feel like Moose is this is the main focus, you know, his storyline, his character development. So I feel well, no, because I mean, he could lose the man. I don't know. Do you, I it's hard no because
1: idea. I I think that the the whole point of Moose controlling his narrative and taking that mantle from EC3 is that he is now taking the aggression that EC3 showed and is now trying to get other people to get aggressive, too. That's why he was happy that Willie attacked him. Um, I think Moose mm. is winning. He, I think Moose is winning. But
2: Yes, uh, Moose, the man that's been doing unsanctioned titles before doing unsanctioned titles was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he uh, goes ahead and beats up on Willie Mack. I think it's going to be a very physical match. Uh, probably, if I'm look, listening to the other matches, match of the night, just because, because of the... Control your narrative uh, thing that EC3 uh, did. It's gonna be. They're gonna try to turn up the violence in the match. So I think it's gonna yeah. give, be something people are talking about.
0: Yeah, I think
1: that's a great point. So uh, we got three more to talk about here. <clears throat> the next one on the card, the Impact World Tag Team Championship match. What first is. Uh with the uh the defending champions, the North, of course Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, taking on the challenging team of the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, and the big LG Doc Gallows. Floyd, why don't you take this one first?
2: Okay. So this is a very hard one for me. I was actually thinking about it before we got on here, uh, about who I was gonna I thought I was gonna win, but I don't think You want to do that big a title change on this show, on Turning Point. I mean, it's a good show, but it's not like they're big pay-per-views. And, you know, people have the big LG, the club or whatever. They have a strong following. So I think the North gets away with the belts. I don't know if they win. I think they might retain the belts like, by DQ. I don't think it's going to be a clean... Win either way.
1: I think that's a pretty good call there. Sandy, what do you think?
0: I was just said asparagus. And I think the North is keeping those titles. It is too soon to take it off of them. They are fantastic. I love Ethan Page. Josh Alexander tonight, I love it when he's put in one on one matches because I feel like Ethan Page tends to overshadow Josh just because he's the more quiet one, the worker. The workhorse in the tag team, and Ethan Page is the mouse, the, the character. So I love seeing um, him one on one to really show what he can do. And the North, they're they're winning one way or another. And I hope it's I hope it's clean, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm torn because I'm looking at this right. There's there's four belts defended on this night. Um, I if I'm trying to pick one that could change, I think. This is probably the one that would, but I also, I, I mean, they haven't. Ha- I don't believe the Good Brothers have lost a one-on-a-team uh, against-team uh, regular tag match yet since being an Impact. So, man, it's tough. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna break the mold. and I'm gonna say Good Brothers. Just, just, oh. just to, to throw that out there. Um, but this one, uh, I believe. Uh, we will probably all agree on and that's the knockouts championship match, which is a no DQ affair between the challenger Diana parazo and the champion, of course, the undead bride, Sue Young. I'm going to go out and I'm just going to get a start here. Uh, yeah, Sue Young in a no DQ match. Uh, she wins it going away. I, I don't see how, you know, the, it, it's tailor made for, for Sue Young's character to just do whatever the heck she wants. And she also killed Kimberly, so Deanna won't have help on the outside. <laughs> so, that's that's where I'm
0: at.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, that's one way to even out the playing field, you know, murder the other person's help, you know. Uh, Sue Young, yeah, I, I don't see, with that in, I don't see her losing this match. I think it'll be a very good match, which... You know, her and Deanna put on an amazing match uh, when uh, the title switched hands. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this being just as good.
0: Hell oh, yes, 100% agreed. And, you know, it's interesting, though, because we, we get to see how this storyline is going to play out, especially being, you know, that Kylie raised out of the picture. And I really feel like they were going to put the title on her at Bound for Glory. So now it's like, oh, shit, okay, well, plans change. Now they have to, they've had to... Who knows what they did? Either plan out ahead of time, now that they knew Kylie Ray wasn't going to be in the picture, or if they're kind of just going week by week. I know they do tapings, but it's so it was still a lot of on them to put on the spot and be say and say, hey, what is the direction that we want to go now? Because that person that we thought was going to be here is no longer here. So it's interesting. I think they've done a great job with it, and I'm excited for this match. But yeah, I think Su Young retains for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's just you know it doesn't feel like they're it feels like this was what was going to happen just with Kylie Rae, not Sue Young. And so because just, mm. but just because it's Sue Young now going forward with it, uh, I think you can run a lot of that same storyline uh, kind of stuff. And, and I'm interested to see, because uh, this is Diana Perazzo's uh, rematch clause uh, match. I, I'm interested to see if Sue Young does win, uh, who comes into the picture next. But uh, this leads us to our uh, main event, uh unbelievably Sammy Callahan in another uh Impact World Championship uh title match. Uh this time of course challenging Rich Swann, who did defeat Eric Young at Bound for Glory. Uh this'll be a good match, I think, in the ring. Uh I, I hope the shenanigans will be kept to a minimum. Uh but knowing Sammy, he's at one point gonna take out his cell phone and probably turn off the lights. Uh and then <laughs> and then Ken Shamrock will probably appear. Um But, yeah, I I think Rich Swann, uh, he overcame Eric Young. Uh, I think he'll be able to overcome Sammy Callahan here. The fact that
2: Ken Shamrock is a part of a main event angle in 2020 is just (laughs) wow. It's wow. And the fact that he looks like he does as far as being in shape, he probably has the best physique of anybody in Impact. And that's not saying people in Impact don't have a great physique. It's just he's genetic freak but uh i'm looking at this match and of course you got to look how you know you're building rich swan as your champion he's not going to lose his first defense and sammy callahan very good utility player i always have to commend him when people talk about the best people in impact he's always there he's always involved and he's
1: always willing to put people over so definitely
2: think rich swan is going to win this one
1: yep i agree you know it may set up uh this match uh, may set up his next challenger, whether that be Chris Bay, Ken Shamrock might challenge him at some point, you know, who knows, right? Um, We, this is a a year in impact wrestling where we saw Rob Van Dam challenge Eddie Edwards uh, for the championship on a a TV taping. So anything can happen in impact. Um, You know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on You know what happens here with this, but yeah, I mean, that's the card. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty great show. I'm looking forward to watching it. So is this on like Fight
2: TV, or how do you watch it? It is
1: on Fight TV through your Impact Plus membership, or on Impact Plus. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be it's it's pretty easy to watch uh, either way. I will say that the last um, the last special show they did, and I can't remember the name of it right now, uh, Victory Road. Victory Road had some technical problems at the front of it um, that the opening match, the uh, kind of pre-show match, didn't really uh, broadcast properly. So I'm hoping that they have that ironed out ahead of time, Um, although they had some technical issues at Bound for Glory as well. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything with with their uh, setup uh, is fixed Um, because that can be a kind of a drag. Yeah,
2: uh, you you want to talk about things that'll stop your uh, product from growing? Technical issues, people hate that. Oh yeah. You have to have it together and during yes. this, during this time and time in the world. You have to have that stuff together.
1: You know, you don't have fan noise uh, helping you out with with your little dead spots and different things like that. You really got to pay attention to that. Um, but yeah, so you know, fingers crossed. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're less than 24 hours away at, at recording. We'll, we'll, this, the show will be over by this time tomorrow. Um, so uh, I'm ready for it. But to switch gears a little bit here, um, this was a pretty big week in video games as the next generation of consoles is here. The long-awaited Xbox Series X, of course uh, being shipped out as a, with a companion system, uh, the Xbox Series S, and then the PS5, and the PS5 Digital Edition, uh, I'm now, well, I shouldn't say now, hitting shelves. They are off of shelves already. Uh, very hard to find. Very <laughs> sold out. Um, but, Floyd, you were able to procure uh, a Series X and a PS5 Regular Edition. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I got lucky. Uh, both through Walmart, uh, they announced that their times were the, uh, a few weeks ago, when they were doing the pre orders, or a month ago, or whatever, they did the hey, this is what time it started. I I was somehow able to add to cart and pay for it, unlike other people. Um, the PS5 is mine. I have uh, been a diehard Sony guy my whole life. I've gotten day one editions of two, three, four, and now five. And um, yeah, so, and then the Xbox, I bought. For my friend, because I missed her 40th birthday. Ah. Uh. Yeah, we had a conversation, and she was like, I don't even want my birthday acknowledged. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she was like, <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge. So I was like, okay. So I didn't acknowledge it. it. I'm a big birthday guy. Big birthday guy. So it really hurt me. It's like, not acknowledging and ignored me. And then she was like, why didn't, you know, She's like, people were giving their <laughs> gifts, and I was like, I thought you didn't want me to acknowledge it. She's like, yeah, I didn't want you to say anything, but I wanted you to buy me a gift. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh to me not acknowledging is not acknowledging i'm, not, I'm like i didn't acknowledge it i did right
1: just just <laughs> pretend you pretend are not 40 right that's yeah that's exactly what that, yeah that's for what it
2: sure. it, so i didn't do anything so i was like i was like i have i have to go big uh to make up for it so i got our xbox out so um yeah we we got to power it on and she loaded up the sims on it and played it for a while. Uh, controller's nice to hold in your hand. I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a traditionally an Xbox guy, but uh, she, uh, of course it looked beautiful. She sent me pictures and she just, uh, cause I asked her about it. Cause she was like, I have a little synopsis of each one. And I was, she was like, the graphics are great. She thinks they were up- upgraded from uh Xbox 360. Uh, she likes how the controller feels in her hand. Uh, she's in the whatever that Microsoft membership that you have to be in because I Game her. Pass, I, yeah, you game pass. I game pass. She's like, but she hadn't had a chance to download it. The thing about me and her, unfortunately, we both work like 80 hours a week, so <laughs> <laughs> so we have systems that we haven't got to really touch. But she says she loves it and she's not. Uh, no overheating issues, nothing, no power-off issues, anything that I've, you know, the few errors that I've seen reported, she hasn't had any of those. Now, the PlayStation 5, which I've been playing on most of the day, I can tell you, uh, <laughs> the controller, a lot more sensitive, uh, a lot more sensitive than uh, uh, PlayStation 4. I I play a game called Warframe, you've probably heard of it, mm-hmm. uh, and uh playing it on the ps5 of course everything's faster refresh rate it looks cleaner uh but it was very much sensitive i had to i had to do a few levels before i could know i didn't have to press going forward left and right as hard as i did initially which is it's very sensitive to touch uh, the vibrating uh, vibrating, and the rumble feature is great. I played Spider-Man for a while. I suck at it. I'm not very good. I, had, <laughs> I did not play the original Spider-Man, I guess the one that this is off of. So the web slinging, which I guess it's something they teach you in the first one that is very much uh, natural to other people, was not for me because I am a sports <laughs> gamer. I play Madden. I play NBA 2K and I play stuff like that. So sure. I am I'm getting there. I've like I i like I didn't even put it on like um, hard mode. It was like on medium and I and the first thing you have to do is try to catch up with Rhino and it was just like uh, you have failed this mission. You have failed this mission. You have failed it like over and over again. It was fun. Uh it it's it's, it's fun cuz I'm learning how to use the controller and then of course I loaded up Madden and played the game. Looks, uh, I it, it mean, I mean, it, it's the improvement on graphics—you have to have kind of a trained eye to see because I couldn't really see any difference. It does look okay. clean, but uh, I was playing the game, and of course, like I said, the controller's a little bit more sensitive. So there were a few more interceptions <laughs> growing as I'm getting used to. <laughs> uh, as I'm getting used to it, it is a very friendly controller for someone. Who uh, you know like subtle movements like on my PlayStation 4, I was on my fifth controller because uh, you know you getting into the game and j- j- you would uh, the plastic would come off and sure. it, you would, it would stop working after a while. I don't yeah. think that's going to be a problem on this one.
1: No, I I've, I've busted DualShock fours too, and I'm not yeah. particularly hard on controllers. So like even like you know thumbsticks wearing out quickly or popping off and. You know, yeah, yeah. My the so I have the Spider-Man PS4 Special Edition that came with the Spider-Man and all that stuff from the last game, um, and my red controller that came with that the circle button just stopped working. So, uh, yeah, no. But I have heard um, lots of really positive reviews about the Dual Sense uh, controller, which is the new naming convention for the PlayStation controller. The Xbox controller just looks like an Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm like if it works, stick with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And you know, I so I'm curious on the the tense of uh, triggers I've I've been hearing about. So when you're playing Spider-Man, from what I understand, you can feel the the tension in your trigger when you're pushing it to do yeah. the web slinging, and that kind of tips you off on different things. Or
2: it does. And they, uh, they have the triggers on how you can, like, you you have the different web attacks where you can, like, stick a person up to the wall, and it, it tells you, like, it's available for you. In Spidey sense, it vibrates before a bad guy attacks you. So at this one part in, like, this very beginning of the game, I did not make it into the game at all, but it's, like, one on 12 people, and it's, like, steadily vibrating so you can press the circle button and dodge and then go into your next move. So I thought that was fun. And I was like, someone that's more used to those games, I'm pretty sure would uh, that would be like, oh, man, this is awesome. But to me, it was like, I don't know what's going on. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, my whole idea was PS uh, Madden, PS5, and Warframe were supposed to be launch games. They both right. pushed their games back. So it was like oh. oh, I want to buy I want to play a game that is actually meant to be played on PS five. So I bought Spider Man. It is not a game that I would normally purchase, but I wanted to play a game to see how get a full effect of how the PS five is supposed to look. And just Why wanted to play PS4 games for a month. <laughs>
0: wasn't Halo Halo was uh, supposed to be a a day one title correct for the Xbox on Game Pass
1: yes that's correct and Mm
0: -hmm. that's been delayed
1: yep so I mean there's a lot of talk right now about you know kind of uh, industry wide and I listened to some other video game podcasts and one of the podcasts I I listened to um, the one of the hosts said basically like if you want to get a next gen system and you have the money to get the next gen system right now go ahead, just know that there's not going to be that many titles right now that are intended 100% for that system. Um, And I think that's kind of what you're saying too, Floyd. It's kind of like, you know, the games that you have are ones that you could have bought on PS4, um, but, you know, you have the PS5 version, um, or even, you know, you buy the PS4 version with the free download to the PS5 version. Yeah, Um, that's what i do. Yeah, so I think there's you know, there's definitely more to come with the games library on both consoles. I have a series X order. It has not come yet. And the mic, I just checked the game while we were recording and the, for whatever reason, the, the Xbox store still shows my order pending. They have my money, so I don't know what's pending about it. other than They just haven't oh, shipped oh, it no. to me. Um, so that might be a, a task for tomorrow to sit on a chat, uh, and wait forever for the Microsoft store. Um, but, yeah, uh, it looks like, you know, we're, it's still too early to decide, you know, uh, which consoles, you know, the superior one. Or and, and honestly, a lot of it comes back to preference. A lot of it comes down to what you know. A lot of people that started with PlayStation when, the, you know, for the first, when the PSX came out, they just, you know, every, like Clockwork, every generation got PlayStations. I know people that are like that with the Xbox. I know Sandy and I are like that with anything Nintendo. Um, So you know, I will camp
0: outside in the rain.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sandy Sandy has uh, multiple 3ds's, (laughs) Floyd. Wow. Yeah. All the special
0: editions. I had to have them all.
1: (laughs) I gotta. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. We all have our different things. We all have our different obsessions. Um, You know. But yeah, I I, and I'm not a very big handheld gamer uh, anymore myself. Although, I will say, you know, my, one of my favorite games of all time is Pokemon Red and Blue, which, of course, came out on the original Game Boy way, way, way back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the consoles. Um, so, we do know that, that what is going to be on these consoles, Floyd and, and Sandy, is that we are going to have our kind of our first, really our first announced wrestling game on the next gen console was announced uh, this Tuesday and it's going to be AEW getting their announcement out first about a next gen uh, wrestling game. Uh, This is really exciting stuff for me, um, both as a wrestling fan and as a gamer, uh, but also because uh, Kenny Omega is very involved. We all know, Kenny is a, a very big gamer, has a lot of following on Twitch, um, and has worked uh, with Capcom quite a bit in the past. Um, I'm—he's kind of seems to be driving the creative direction around this, and even name-dropped No Mercy in his uh, announcement, which I thought was uh, pretty risque uh, to do. Uh, but the, listen, I, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely will be pre-ordering. Uh, all elite wrestling on on the xbox series x uh or ps5 whichever one you know but hey, listen if sony hey if you're listening if you can ship me a ps5 right now i'll cancel my series x order i'll do it <laughs>
0: we'll, um, we'll sponsor but, we'll sponsor sony <laughs>
1: yeah well hey, listen I'll, I'll definitely show for sony um but yeah no i'm i'm very excited about I this won't... um but yeah i mean uh you know what sandy what's your first reaction to to hearing about aew games
0: so exciting because we know the, the number one player when it comes to this and you know there are other other people who have made wrestling games and, and maybe it's not done so well but this one, this one's huge, you know they have the funding for it, like you mentioned Kenny Omega being uh, behind the scenes for it, you know it's going to be good he has the mind of a gamer he's been a gamer for a very long time, we all know this we all know that's one of his passions and this is going to be a project I feel that will come from love rather than just, hey, we got we to gotta put a new 2K out this year because of the contract. Right. And well, we're going to use the same system that we used for the last one and just add new characters and call it a day. like It's, it's not going to be that. It's going to show passion and caring and it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I maybe will not play it on the new system because uh, money and also I like to wait a little while when I do upgrade my systems, I, I'm, I'm one of those bargain hunters. Maybe I can get like a refurbished one. That's what I did with my Xbox One. To be fair, sure. I will not be getting a PS5 because I'm at war with Sony, have been for many, many years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun.
2: This was, yeah, like one of the biggest pieces of news of the week for me. Um, I love wrestling games. Uh, Uh, Like, I've played them all. (laughs) I've played them all. Uh, Yukes, as the, I guess, the developer, is that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, They're like, I've always loved their games, uh, as long as they had the contract with WWE. Uh, So I always loved their games. And the director being the guy that directed WWF No Mercy and the Def Jam games. And I remember, I mean, WWF No Mercy, just my friends that even didn't like wrestling would play it because it was such a playable and fun game. So I am really looking forward to what they do with it and how they release it and Cody's entrance. That's the most important part of it. If they got to (laughs) get Cody's entrance, right. Uh, uh, So coming out. So uh, that's going to be fun. I mean, I can't wait to reserve it. They could, they could, they could have done, like, um, a GoFundMe, and I'd just thrown the maximum amount of money at it I could because <laughs> I am, like, jonesing for this. It's just, I like I said, I love wrestling games, and WWE stopped working with Ukes, and then the game
1: sucked. And it was just right. that simple. It sucked. It was yeah, horrible. 2K20, from what I understand, was absolutely uh, abysmally poor. And just yeah, first time with,
2: I felt like I wasted my money on a game.
1: Yeah, I I think I bought okay. I might have bought 2K19, and I said this is the last one I'm buying until they until they change it because it's already on a downward trend, and I don't think that was because of Ukes. Um, I just think that yeah, the the 2K games and, and the pressure that they put on a studio to ramp up and be fast and just get the game out no matter what. Um, I think that really hurts. Um, especially in game development, because it is an art form and it is a lot of creative uh, energy that has to go into that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very excited to see where Yuke's and, um, you know, uh, a.k.a. Man himself, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take this. And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Kenny, Kenny wouldn't want it to be any other way besides a really good wrestling game. And I think that's, you know, I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, we did also, and we haven't talked about mobile games a whole lot on this show yet, Sandy. Um, but we get an announcement about the All Elite General Manager mobile app. Uh, it kind of looks like a, a game. Uh, I, I don't know if either one of you are very familiar with um, the mobile game WWE Supercard, that, of course, is put out by Cat Daddy and 2K Games. Uh, but this feels like a, kind of like a, a direct competitor with that game.
2: I could see that. Uh, I, I play Supercard. I played it for about six months to a year and then just got bored with it. Uh, but uh, so if it's something like that, that's, that's okay. But I just like the whole idea of them putting the matches together, uh, just like one of the like GM emulators that you see online. If it's more like that, that would be more something that I would stay playing.
1: Yeah, agreed. I, I was a supercard player uh, pretty competitively um, for about a year, and and it just became just a giant money suck. Um, uh, very very much a uh, pay to play kind of uh, situation. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it looks a little bit different. Sandy, uh, what are your kind of your first thoughts here at all elite general manager of the mobile game uh, that that uh, you know is being being uh, brought to the table here by Aubrey Edwards?
0: I am so not into mobile gaming. (laughs) The most mobile gaming I do is when I walk around with my uh, Switch. (laughs) And any, I mean, any, I guess I am a sucker for Nintendo mobile games when, you know, Mario Run was a blast. (laughs) But I don't know those games they they actually do bring a lot of money in for these companies. I mean the actually what am I talking about the only game I really play on my phone is Pokemon go now <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you. I put some money in there. sometimes I get impatient sometimes I'm running out of pokeball it's a it's a it's an easy it's it's easy entertainment and i'm I'm kind of the my whole point in in them announcing these two mobile games and the wrestling and the actual uh, next gen and current gen Uh, wrestling game that they're going to be releasing is that they are they are committed you know a lot of people were doubtful of AEW. it's like they're not going to last a year you know they're okay they'll do the year but then they're going to it's it's not going to work it's done they're pursuing every single avenue and gaming is a huge aspect to get maybe to get new fans maybe to solidify the the current fan base and it's all in good fun it's all going to be done well they're not half-assing things and I'm excited. I might even play the mobile games. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know. Fu- and, and,
2: and, go ahead, Floyd. I was I was just gonna say it's funny that she says she plays uh Pokemon Go because I play Wizard uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, which is from what I can tell the same game. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's Just a different company, yeah. Niantic, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, like when, when me and my friends were, uh, were just walking around Chicago, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta throw a ball," and I'm like, "I gotta catch a." <laughs> creature and it's like it's the same thing the same actions going on so that's uh kind of cool but yeah i'm really looking forward to it i i work I, I just talked about how much i work a lot so a lot of times the only games i can play are just on my cell phone really quick so sure. the fact that i'll have an aw based game to
1: do that is kind of awesome so they will definitely have me yeah, yeah. no i'll definitely i'll definitely start playing it. and i think both of you made great points about how when you put out a really good video game, you definitely can bring in new audience to your product and, and bring more you know viewers. And, and ultimately that's what AEW wants, right? Um, the, the gaming companies will take a pretty substantial cut. I would imagine, uh, on the mobile games, so they'll probably be, you know, the, you know, the freemium games that we're used to playing on mobile, uh, where you download them for free and you pay, you know, for premium content or, uh, premium currency, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I see, you know, I had friends growing up that we would play WCW World Tour, or WCW NWL Revenge, and they wouldn't have watched a single bit of wrestling ever. Um, and then next thing you know, like, oh, hey, man, uh, wrestling's on. You want to watch it? Oh uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, might as well. I mean, the game's pretty fun. So I could definitely tell you from personal experience that that does happen. Um, now, they might be, be kind of like, oh, where, where's this guy or where's that guy? Uh, And, you know, it could be just, you know, some of the characters that were, uh, you know, not necessarily part of the main uh, roster or, or, you know, at the time they were trying to watch it. But, you know, it's certainly um, it's definitely a great avenue and really a great way to advertise your product. Um, And, you know, hopefully hopefully they're very successful at it because I think we could use, um, you know, a good wrestling game.
2: Yeah. I ordered my AEW game shirt. So I'll be representing and I'm looking forward to whatever they, I'm looking forward to whatever they do. I, I just like this whole, I just, the whole idea is like, well, you, you were like, it's going to be either this game or this type of game. And it was like, oh no, no, it's all three of these games. Here you go. Right. And, and that was I really cool. It. Yeah. And
1: and what's interesting too, I mean, they're, they're really targeting that, uh, that mom, uh, mobile gamer with the casino game, I think, uh, you know, uh, those kind of uh, older uh, older moms. I'm just joking because I, I've been to casinos and, and that's who plays the slots a lot of the times. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what that casino game looks like. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about it. I think it's just kind of, you know, maybe you can play a card game. Maybe you can play slots. There's slots. There's mobile games that are just you pull slots and I don't understand them at all because uh, you're not winning anything uh, tangible. You're just literally pulling a slot machine. Um, so. <laughs> Those don't those games those games don't speak to me, uh, but they they're definitely popular. They're always in the in the top fifty list. So you know, hey, listen, if you can get AEW to be on a top fifty list for the casino game, do it. I mean, yeah, go I, ahead. I have
2: a I have a Black and Jack app that I play on my phone in between different times. So if it's if I'm I was just hoping with the casino that it has different games other than slots. Right. Because if it's just slots. It'll probably be me downloading, so they get the download and then never touching it again.
1: <laughs> right. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe I'll throw them a, a rating and a comment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what? I don't think they didn't really show anything of that game yet. Uh, that one I think is, you know, I think it's sooner to release than the other two. Um, yeah, based on what Cody was saying. But it's
2: like we want something you can play now, and I'm like, okay, so I start looking for it, and they're like, well, we didn't mean now, now.
1: Right, we mean like <laughs> soon. <laughs> I'm like, it's very confused. Yeah. So, um, and and with that too, I, you know, we do want to point out it's we're probably about a year away from the the next gen game. Um, at least I, I'm 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 of two camps in that. One is I want to play it as soon as possible, and the other is I want it to be as good as possible. So I hope that they don't rush the production of the game, and that it comes out when it should. I just hope that that's sooner rather than later.
2: Absolutely I, I completely agree. I want it to be right. I'd rather if we, if we have to wait longer than I wanna wait, that's fine. Just be right. Don't come out and be buggy and all those things that drive people away from games. Yeah. Be, oh, be yeah. the final product that you want it to be.
0: And this will be huge. Like I feel like this this is definitely something that needs to have an, an impact so it, it can't be one of those half assed games it can't be buggy it can't be disappointing there's lots of um high expectations especially when you compare it to those games that we grew up on um from from the fed so it's it's going to be a big release for them they have to do it right and like like you guys said definitely hopefully they take their time they are able to not rush it we do want it soon but it's what it's it's like to me, this kind of brings me back to uh, Breath of the Wild, that new, the big Zelda title that we were expecting for the Wii U when it came out, and then it got delayed and delayed and delayed, and that eventually turned into what we got with Breath of the Wild because that one was delayed and delayed. And it is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played and had all the 10-star ratings in the world, and it was so worth the wait. And I feel like that's what it, take, take all the time they need and hopefully it's soon, but I won't be upset if it takes too long because I know they're going to release an amazing product.
1: Yeah, I mean, you get one shot at at a first opinion, right? So,
0: um, Mm -hmm. or
1: first impression, I should say. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, It's very exciting. Um, I didn't, you know, expect that we were going to get big announcements uh, in the gaming world, especially not in the wrestling gaming world at this point this year. Um, But I'm excited. I know Floyd's excited, Sandy's excited. I mean, we're all excited. It's gonna be awesome, um, but yeah, I mean that's about uh, that's about what we got for this week's show. Uh, Floyd, uh, why don't you start off with your plugs first, sir?
2: All right, so you can listen to me every week on Saturday on Social Suplex Podcast Network. It is all things Elite. It is me and my co-host uh, Austin Somowitz. You can follow us at at Elite Pod. We're actually going to be giving some stuff away this week. So uh, definitely want to be following that Twitter so you can join in our giveaways. So that will be uh, fun. And, or you can follow me directly at Floyd Johnson, Jr. I just talk about random crap. You will find a lot of sports (laughs) for Kansas city chiefs are. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd honestly rather you prefer that. I prefer you follow the
1: podcast because I'm not very interesting.
0: <laughs> well, Floyd, I yeah.
1: disagree. I disagree, Floyd. I think you're a very interesting fella. But, uh, you know, definitely thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have you back. Um, it's, you know, uh, we, we love having other members of the uh, podcast network come on and, you know, just uh, experience Impact with us and talk a little games. You know, it's always fun. So, uh, Sandy, why don't you uh, throw us uh, your plugs?
0: Hey, so you guys can find me, my personal account on Twitter, at SailorZelda, which I still need to freaking work on that. I need to change my handle for my for my character moving forward. I can't wait for you guys to see that. And I'm on Instagram at SandyGaveria. Of course, you can follow our podcast Twitter, which, which you absolutely need to, so you can get updates on what we're up to. We do have giveaways, and I really can't wait to see what the future holds for this podcast. I really love it, and definitely... Um, appreciate the support. Hopefully, you guys can uh, download this, give us a five-star rating, give us an awesome review, interact with us, any friends that are listening. I absolutely adore you. My friend Riley was so cute. He was like, Sandy, no podcast this week because we are running a little uh, – a day late. And I'm like, oh, so cute. I love it. But our, our Twitter handle is at um, 8bitsuplex, so please follow us on there.
1: Yep, absolutely, and you can follow me uh, at Laughlin underscore Josh. Um, which you know, I, I I don't know why my my full last name's not in my Twitter handle. I when I created Twitter, <laughs> I had no idea what Twitter was, and I still honestly I don't I think it's just a space where a lot of people can go and be angry about things. Uh, but listen, uh, follow me, and also a lot of happy uh, wrestling stuff, um, and definitely follow the podcast. And uh, you know, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, great. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, also great. Stitcher, you know, anywhere, Podbean. Uh, definitely uh, follow all the rest of the shows on the Social Super Podcast Network. Of course, Floyd's show, All Things Elite. Uh, of course, we have the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping a Strong Style. We also have One Nation Radio, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling show. Uh, we also have Grumman, Watch This Shit, which is uh, back in action. And then uh, definitely check out uh, the Grave Consequences podcast. Uh, if you love Lucha Underground, that's the podcast for you to go and check out. Um, but Ooh, with anything man. else, you know, reach out to us. Uh, we're still waiting on a video game topic suggestion for our giveaway. So if you have one, throw it our way, and you'll just win. Uh, there's not going to be uh, a drawing. There's not going to be anything. Just the first person to give us a suggestion for a video game topic uh, that's a non-host uh, of the Social Suplex podcast network, of course. Uh, definitely throw us that line, uh, and we'll ship out. We'll reach out to you to, to ship out the uh, the giveaway, which of course is the uh, Batman Arkham series uh, scarecrow. So, but Without further ado, uh, that's it. So, uh, thank you we'll see guys y'all. so much.
0: We'll thank see you next week. You.
1: Thanks, everybody. Oh my gosh. And
0: Floyd, thank you so much for joining us today. I had so much fun, and I hope, I no, I don't hope. I know people will absolutely enjoy it. You are fantastic. You're amazing. Thank you for joining us today.
1: It was a great time. I loved being on the show. Thanks, Floyd. Thanks, Yay. Sandy. Talk to you all the same place next week. <laughs> Thank you